Right, so we are doing Canto 8, Chapter 17. The Supreme Lord agrees to become Aditi's son. Uh, if you recollect in the previous chapter, there was a Payavrata which was performed by Aditi at the guidance of her husband. Alright, so now she has performed this Yagya. Avratam. Uh, I have explained to you how the whole thing is. So now from here onwards we will see what exactly happens. Now the Lord naturally is pleased with her prayers. So let us see how the whole thing unfolds. So we are doing chapter 17. The Lord agrees to become Aditi's son. Sukhdev Goswami said, O King, after Aditi was thus advised by her hus- husband Kashyapa Muni, she strictly followed her, his instructions without laziness and in this way performed the Payavrata ritualistic ceremony. Very important word over here. Laziness. Without laziness. See, if we are given some sort of an activity, we normally want to procrastinate and we will say, okay, let me think about it. Uh, maybe I will do it tomorrow or day after tomorrow or after that or after that or after that. And because of procrastination, we are never able to finish any tasks. And especially if the Guru has advised and said that you got to do this right here and now. He is actually saying, do this. And then you say, okay, okay. Once I finish this, what I am doing, then I will do this. No, you don't understand. There is a a need for that. And the today's Yuga, which is called the Kali Yuga's main problem is this. That nobody, nobody in this world is ever going to listen to what has to be done right here and now. Here and now, at this given moment in time. Because you don't know whether tomorrow is going to be there or no. So it has to be done right there on the spot. So she has agreed that she will follow those instructions without laziness. That means without wasting any time. With full undiverted attention, Aditi thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the way brought under full control her mind and senses, which resembled forceful horses. She concentrated her mind upon God, Supreme Lord Vasudeva. Thus she performed the ritualistic ceremony known as the Payavrata. Yes, this is, this is the most important aspect of doing anything. Which is, if you don't do anything with concerted effort or with concentration, absolute concentration, You know, we have a lot of people in our world, or rather everybody in this world, wants to do multitasking. They think that they are the Pentium chip or maybe further than that. Maybe they have got octocore or maybe, I don't know, beyond that. So they think that they can do multiple tasks simultaneously. See, even if you have the latest junk in your brain also, no, you can't do multiple tasks simultaneously, okay? Because you are going to concentrate on one more than the other. And then you are not paying attention to anything. Okay. And that is the reason why it is important that you have a single pointed devotion. Which is one pointed focus in what you are doing. If you have one pointed focus that is a single pointed focus. Then you will be successful in everything in this world. If you you take one thing at a time. Focus on it. Finish the task. Go to the next. Focus on it finish that task, go to the next. It always has to be done like this. Alright? Now, in India, a recent activity which happened was a jet airways flight 
from Bangkok to Delhi. Okay, the pilot, the pilot fell drastically ill on the flight, and they wanted to have. They were wondering now what to do. The first officer is not allowed to do anything, so he was trying to find out on the flight system that he they were facing an emergency. The flight. the pilot was very very sick in the mid air so fortunately for them there was a doctor on board so the pilot could be taken care of then second thing was there was another jet airways pilot on board who was flying to another destination and he was a passenger so he took charge of the flight and he sat on the on the pilot seat now the most important point is this when they were reaching the indira gandhi international airport in delhi when they start the descent at that point it is mentioned that only the official pilot will take charge and he can only land the flight so this pilot though he he is an official pilot of jet airways couldn't land the flight so the first flight that is a flight officer the first officer had to take over the main landing this is the requirement of our country whereas in america if you know if you might be a fighter pilot it does not matter if you know to land the flight okay please please go ahead and land it it does not matter <laughs> so how much of a concerted effort is required for landing can you imagine that i'm sure you know those who have flown will understand the moment you are landing sometimes you say na are baba itna dangerous landing kyu kiya the person is going literally dum 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 like that you know and you really wonder what is wrong with it so so you can imagine what kind of a concentration is required when you are doing that one singular task if you have too many things in the mind then you are not going to land properly if you have something else going on in the mind or if you are dead drunk and you are driving on uh, pali hill road and then you can kill a person and injure four people also yeah so that can also happen so concentration is very important if your concentration is on drink then you can't drive you got it so it is extremely important that concentration is required so when she was concentrating aditi was concentrating fully on the lord with 100% concentration and then you can complete the vrata that is the most important part if you have too many things going on in your mind you are never going to succeed by the way and this goes for everybody over here my dear king the original supreme personality of god is dressed in yellow garments and wearing a conch shell disc club and lotus in his four hands then appeared before aditi and this is a sentence which has been mentioned even in the bhagavad gita anybody who focuses on the divine lord 100% with full faith and concentration the lord 100% appears in front of that person here also he appeared when the supreme personality of god became visible to aditi's eyes aditi was so overwhelmed by transcendental bliss that she at once stood up and then fell on the ground like a rod to offer the lord her respectful obeisance Aditi stood silently with folded hands unable to offer prayers to the lord because of transcendental bliss tears filled her eyes and a year's hair of her body stood on end because she could see the supreme personality of godhead face to face 
she felt ecstasy and her body trembled o maharaj parikshit the demi goddess aditi then began offering her prayers to the supreme personality of godhead in a faltering voice and with great love she appeared as though drinking through her eyes the supreme lord who is the husband of the goddess of fortune the enjoyer of the sacrificial ceremonies and the master of the lord of the entire universe so the divine lord stands in front of aditi naturally when the divine lord stands in front of the aditi uh, for anybody for that matter the person is not able to say anything you know you become completely stubbed absolutely transfixed as we call it you know <laughs> you don't know what it is and imagine aditi is demigod she is a part of the the saptar saptarishis you know that basically the seven rishis which were there one of the wives of the saptarishi the great goddess aditi said oh master and enjoyer of all the sacrificial ceremonies oh infallible and the most famous person whose name when chanted spreads all good fortune or oh, original supreme personality of godhead supreme controller shelter of all the holy places you are the shelter of all the poor suffering living entities and you have appeared to diminish their sufferings please be kind to us and spread our good fortune so she starts a prayer unto the divine lord my lord you are the all pervading universal form the fully independent creator maintainer and destroyer of all this universe although you engage your energy in matter you are always situated in your original form and never fall from the position and for your knowledge is infallible and always suitable in any situation you are never bewildered by illusion oh my lord let me offer my respectful obeisance unto you you are never bewildered by see this is a very important line again you are never bewildered by illusion that means what only the supreme divine consciousness or krishna himself can never be foxed by his own maya maya is the one thing which can delude anybody in this world anybody that is any living creature that is there can be deluded by maya except the divine lord oh unlimited one if your lordship is satisfied one can be one can very easily obtain a lifetime as long as that of lord brahma a body either in the upper lower or the middle planetary system unlimited material opulence religion economic development and satisfaction of the senses full transcendental knowledge and the eight yogic perfections what to speak of such petty achievements as conquering one's rivals so if the lord is pleased he can grant any of these things he can grant you anything that you desire sukhdev goswami said o king parikshit best of the bharata dynasty when the lotus eyed lord the super soul of all the living entities was thus worshipped by aditi he replied as follows the supreme personality of god had said o mother of the demigods i have already understood your long cherished desire for the welfare of your sons who have been deprived of all opulences and driven from their residence by their enemies o devi o goddess i can understand that you want to regain your son and be together with them to worship me after defeating the enemies in the battle and retrieving your abode and and opulences so the divine lord says to her yes uh, i know what you are thinking you know your sons have been deprived of their kingdom they have been thrown out of that heavens and naturally from your point of view you want them to be reinstated and your kingdom brought back into its own glorious position 
So you want to see the wives of the demons lamenting for death of their husbands with these demons. The enemies of your sons are killed in battle by the demigods of whom Indra is the chief. You want your sons to regain their lost reputation and opulence and live again in the heavenly planet as usual. O mother of the demigods, in my opinion, almost all the chief of the demons are now unconquerable. For they are being protected by the Brahmanas, whom the Supreme Lord always favours. Thus the use of power against them now will not at all be a source of happiness. Yet, because I have been satisfied by the activities of your vow, O Goddess Aditi, I must find some means to favour you. For worship of me never goes in vain, but certainly gives the desired results according to what one deserves. Now in this we have certain things which which should crop up in your mind. First and foremost, why have the demons become so strong and powerful? And why is it that they can never be disturbed? Please understand this, that demons, as they are called over here, they have taken over the heavens. Now when they have taken over the heavens, they are praising the Brahmanas. Brahmanas means the devotees of the Lord. They are praising the Brahmanas. They are praising the devotees of the Lord. So anybody who is a devotee, of the devotee, the Lord is always favourable towards that person. So at that point in time, naturally, if the enemy, okay, your enemy becomes the friend of your friend, your friend, you have got one friend and the enemy becomes the friend of your friend, you cannot go and fight the enemy straight on the face, can you? Think about it. Isn't it the basic problem which everybody faces? Alright, you will find that even in our normal world also, a similar type of a situation appears. Now suppose your country is a friend of another country which is very very strong and you have an enemy. Now if the enemy becomes a friend of your country, naturally you cannot fight this person directly. So this is a very natural phenomena which comes up and you are not in a position to do anything about it. So the Lord is telling her, please understand that these demons have taken charge of this place of the heavens and the three worlds and they are advised by the brahmanas who are my devotees naturally so you cannot go and shift them or you cannot do anything about them right so think about it like this you know india has one pakistan as an enemy okay and the soviet union or the uh, russia sorry and China are two great people, two great countries. Now, if our great, our friendship is with Russia and now Russia has started favouring Pakistan as well, can we have a fight? No, we cannot have a fight. At that point in time, naturally the big brother over there, Russia, is going to ask you, why do you want to fight? Okay, now he is my friend, you should not fight. It's the same thing which is happening today. Today, in the next few days, Mr. Modi is going to visit China. And China's greatest friend is Pakistan. Alright? So, if India makes friends with China, Pakistan and India cannot fight with each other. That's a big problem that will come up. 
And everybody has to be, you know, there has to be a lot of diplomatic overtures then. Alright? So, this is, a, this is a very complex situation. So, this is what is the problem which we face today. And in political situation also it's the same thing. Even in our life it's the same thing. We cannot. Many a time we cannot. Alright? Think about it. So, yet because I have been satisfied with the activities of your vow, O Goddess Aditi, I must find some means to favor you. For the worship of me never goes in vain, but certainly gives the desired result according to what one deserves. I reread the line because it's a very important word that has again come up. The Lord says, for worship of me, that is my worship, never goes in vain. Whenever you worship the Lord, that particular worship will never go in vain. But it certainly gives desired result. Some desired result that is there, you are asking for something, it will anyway come. But the Lord has a a very big question mark over there. Do you really deserve it? So it is only the deserving will get it. So what is it that you deserve? That's a big question, isn't it? So, deservability is an important thing. Even she might be Aditi. Does not matter. It's deservability. You have prayed to me and properly worshipped me by performing the great Payavrata ceremony for the sake of protecting your sons. Because of Kashyapa Muni's austerities, I shall agree to become your son and thus protect your other sons. Now, Kashyapa Muni is the one who is the intermediary because he is the one who has told her. So, it is under the guidance of her husband, that is Kashyapa Muni. The Lord is now going to grant her certain things. So, what is it that he is granting her? He is granting her that I am going to be born to you. Always thinking of being as being situated within the body of your husband, Kashyapa. Go worship your husband who has been purified by this austerity. O lady, even if someone inquires, you should not disclose this fact to anyone. That which is very confidential is successful if kept secret. So it's an extremely important point over here. The Divine Lord is telling Aditi, go and worship your husband. But Please do not do it in front of other people. Do not tell other people or it should be a secret between you and Kashyapa Muni. The reason is simply this. Think about it. If you put your husband on the pedestal, you know what is going to happen, no? First and foremost, that guy is going to get a very big ego boost. (laughs) I think uh, Chitti understands that. Because he has seen somebody in in his world who was doing something like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, yeah. So, the problem is that this idea that your husband is now got the power of the divine becomes a very, very strange phenomenon. So the Lord says to her, don't go and tell this to anybody, okay? Keep quiet. 
being situated in okay so dev goswami so he says we will we'll do the line again oh lady even if someone inquires you should not disclose this fact to anyone that which is very confidential is successful if kept secret sukhdev goswami said after speaking in this way the supreme personality of god had disappeared from that very spot aditi having received the extremely valuable benediction that the lord would appear as her son considered herself very successful and with great devotion she approached her husband being situated in a meditational trance kashyapa muni whose vision is never mistaken could see that a planetary portion of the supreme personality of godhead had entered within him that means an amsh of the divine lord has entered him poking as the wind promotes friction between two pieces of wood and thus gives rise to the fire kashyapa muni whose transcendental position was fully absorbed in the supreme personality of godhead transferred his potency into the womb of aditi when lord brahma understood that the supreme personality of godhead was now within the womb of aditi he began to offer prayers to the lord by reciting transcendental names so the divine lord's potency or very tiny portion of it which we call as an amsh amsh is a portion and a portion of a portion is amsh amsh so a portion and a portion of it enters the body of kashyapa muni and kashyapa muni in turn transfers it to his wife aditi and once it has been transferred to his wife understand there is no sexual transfer over here so don't don't think on those lines okay it is only in terms of a normal human being that these kind of transfers happen but in the divine world it's only a matter of mind it's only a matter of mind the the like we have to take a flight from x to y place in case of the rishis and all these great uh, sages from the past they could do mind travel basically they can be in one place and they can be in another place simultaneously so in their world it was a different kind of a transfer so when it is transferred to the to her to aditi lord brahma said o supreme personality of godhead all glories unto you who are glorified by all and whose activities are all un, all uncommon i offer my respectful obeisance unto you o lord of the transcendentalist controller of the three modes of nature i offer my respectful obeisance unto you again and again i offer my respectful obeisance unto you the all pervading lord vishnu who has entered the course of the heart of all living entities all the three worlds reside within your navel yet you are above the three worlds formerly you appeared as the son of prishni to you the supreme creator who are understood only through vedic knowledge i offer my respectful obeisance oh my lord you are the beginning the manifestation and the ultimate dissolution of the three worlds and you are celebrated in the vedas as the reservoir of unlimited potencies the supreme person oh my lord as waves attract branches and leaves that have fallen into deep water you the supreme eternal time factor attracts everything in this universe my lord you are the original generator of all living entities stationary or moving and you are also the generator of prajapatis oh my lord as a boat is the only hope for a person drowning in the water you are the only shelter for the demigods who are now bereft of their heavenly positions so brahma ji is praying to the divine who is in the womb of aditi so he has said all these prayers and he is saying that yes everybody has been kicked out from the heavens so kindly be of help over there 
so we have ended this chapter that is chapter 17 which says the lord agrees to become aditi's son so we will move on to the next chapter which is a very important chapter because it's uh, it is called chapter 18 lord vamandev the dwarf incarnation vamana so very tiny person the lord is born as a very tiny person okay so let us see what happens over there uh, most of you know the story okay but we have never gone into the depth of trying to find out why it has happened so when we are studying this you know shrimad bhagavatam you may think you know ki okay fine i get to understand why this is happening there are some great people who are writing verses and nowadays they are making it into uh, you know cartoons and all that and certain amount of knowledge is being passed on but what is this knowledge that is coming out from there is basically a literal sense you know a knowledge which is very very literal now what is the meaning of the word literal literal means that which is actually there the real meaning is never understood it is as is as is you will find that uh, one example which i gave you all last week about the iron man remember iron man is a character created from the uh, great inventor elon musk the person who has come out with tesla the car you know so now he has come out with his batteries plus he has got the spacex you know the great vehicle with which he wants uh, you know he wants the world to travel to distant places now that's a person on whom this character has been created called the iron man so there is something to actually look back on you know what is the real meaning of that so there there is a cartoon character called iron man and there is a real character on whom it is based on so <laughs> you will find that this whole book called the shrimad bhagavatam also it's a very beautiful story book sort of and you can consider it as a comic book hmm but what is actually means is what you should know that is the most important part that is deciphering what is the true meaning of those verses or the two words yesterday when uh, i had gone to see and da vinci you know leonardo da vinci's uh, beautiful exhibition uh they were giving us a very beautiful uh, explanation it was an 8 minute clip film over there and these people were giving uh, an idea about how the painting called the last supper was done it's a very interesting theory which these people have come up with the painting can be split down into various pockets all right and you will find that the last three people on the right hand side and the last three people on the left hand side make up of three squares one square two square three squares and then the one two and three again three squares and then you will find that there are two squares in the middle three two so two on this side and two on this side so you have 3 plus 2 and jesus is in the center comprising of two squares then 2 and then 3 there is a very beautiful way in which he has drawn the painting the second most important thing is how does the light appear 
the light is appearing from two sides from the right and the left so the three people on the left and the three people on the right are illumined by the particular see if the light is coming from front naturally your front face is illumined now if you look at my image you will find that the light is appearing from this window also from top also so you will find that the illumination is in a particular way so the light is placed in a particular manner right now you look at the painting of uh, this the glass supper you will find that the light has appeared from right and the left because there may be two windows on two sides and then behind jesus christ are two windows so the back portion of certain people the head portion is lit but in the painting there is a very unique thing and the uniqueness is this why is everybody's face lit so they tried to find out and they were then able to see that from jesus's face if you draw out lines like this it is the focal point of the great divine light from jesus illumining these people's faces so it's a very unique way of depiction this is this is extremely uh, difficult to understand but now you can understand that the faces of all his apostles is illumined by the light of jesus christ or what we call as a divine light and this is what is seen over there then there are certain other things which were mentioned now we never go to such length to try to find out what is there in the picture we just see the picture and walk away and then they have shown each and every person's face if you look at the face of that person you will find different emotion in that and when jesus is sitting all right the third person okay now if you see the third person on jesus is right is judas and judas is bending forward and he is having that you know sneaky expression on his face this was just before he had gone and betrayed jesus so that there's a very very interesting phenomena by the way this painting is no longer available to anybody because it has completely deteriorated what painting which you actually see is done by another person who has resurrected this kind of a painting and used the same formulas in creating another painting so what you get to see is another painting not the original the original is completely gone all the paint has fallen off everything has completely got destroyed and this painting is not open to anybody so what you see is basically a replica now this great painter who has done this after the leonardo da vinci has actually taken pains in understanding how the exact depiction has been done and he has used those exact techniques uh, there is a lot of explanation in the in the painting is the same thing which goes for mona lisa or for the other paintings which he has done you know st john the baptist he has created this painting the very beautiful ones he has also done the painting of the sistine chapel so you we need to actually understand the depth of it now think about it like this we are doing a chapter which is called the dwarf incarnation of the divine lord many a times we take it as a story as a story okay okay 
it's like how we go to an exhibition and we see okay okay it's a painting okay okay it's like this you know and we just walk away from there without giving an idea of what actually has gone into it i'm sure you have you must have gone to certain restaurants those restaurants are basically some of the very very highly known restaurants you know they very famous uh nowadays we have something which is called the michelin michelin a michelin is a tire company but the michelin restaurant michelin three star restaurant and so on and so forth you know people people get to hear these words what is so special in this michelin restaurant everything is special over there right from the ingredient to the presentation to how it is made it is a, it's a grand story which has actually gone into it and what you see is a final product you may just jump it in your mouth and walk away from there but we have not appreciated it so in the same way we need to appreciate so those who are called the connoisseurs those who understand these things will go to the depth of the matter to understand what it truly means as like what we are doing logo design there is too much which goes into it nobody understands it but if you actually go to the depth of it you will know there's so much of meaning in it there are so many things which are going inside of it or you may think you know okay okay somebody has done something okay no it's not like that there is a lot of depth and a meaning and an understanding so all these spiritual texts that are there whether it is this book or the bible or for that matter bhagavad gita or any book we need to understand the true meaning of those things and that is the reason why we are doing this story all right so we will first read the story and then we will understand the deeper meaning of it it is a deeper meaning which you need to understand as a story let us read it all right so first we will just go through it so lord vamandev the dwarf incarnation sukadev goswami said after after lord brahma had thus spoken glorifying the supreme lord's activities and prowess the supreme personality of godhead who was never subject to death like an ordinary living being appeared from the womb of aditi his four hands were decorated with a conch shell club lotus and disc he was dressed in a yellow garment and his eyes appeared like the petals of a blooming lotus so the divine lord is born to aditi the body of the supreme personality of godhead blackish in complexion was free from all inner beauties all the defects as we call it you know but he is still a bona is a short guy his lotus face decorated with earrings resembling shark appears very beautiful and on his bosom was the mark of srivatsa he wore bangles on his wrists armlets in his hands a helmet on his head a belt on his waist a sacred thread across his chest and ankle bells decorating his lotus feet now you will wonder how can a person be born like this with a you know think about it now from the womb of aditi somebody is born and he is born with all these things think about it common sense will tell you ki is oh come on come on don't joke isn't that what you will say <laughs> see but we are talking about a divine entity we are not talking that he is born like that understand how he is he is an opulence full of opulence full of grandeur the way the light shines as we say see when we think of jesus christ lying in the uh, you know uh, born as a child in the manger think about it now 
this is a story which the other people in this world don't believe in it and the stars shone and he showed the way to the three guys you know three kings as we call it and they all came <coughs> so who are these kings what is this star who is this jesus christ why is he born in a manger why is the light shining over there and why is everybody getting so excited about it nobody understands this so they say is all joke come on like something like this will never happen but we believe in all these iron man spider man you know all these people as a child you want to believe in everything including superman okay and when you grow up you'll say i'm manga all right that also you want to believe in bullshit nonsense we want to believe in all the impossible but except when it comes to god we don't want to believe in anything we say aisa ho nahi sakta hai the lord cannot come with a helmet हेलमेट बोले तो कौन सा समझ में आया नॉट योर हेलमेट सर क्राउन ओके नहीं तो हेलमेट डाल के आएगा वो क्या थोड़ी रेस करने को आ रहा है सो इज कमिंग विथ इज क्राउन इन इज हैविंग फोर थिंग्स इन इज हैंड एंड ही इज ड्रेस्ड ओप्यूलेंटली तो यू विल वंडर है ना उधर थोड़ी ड्रेसिंग रूम थोड़ी है बोला येलो गारमेंट्स और ऐसा वैसा नो प्लीज अंडरस्टैंड इट इज द डिवाइन लॉर्ड इज अ वे ऑफ प्रोजेक्शन how he projects himself in the world the divine lord can never be understood like just now 5 minutes ago i explained to you where does the light come from it is called the divine light it is called the divine light it is illumining everybody's face illumination does not mean light ha huh? by the way the light light that you think no it's called knowledge understanding you know think about it now you are trying to explain to a child something and the child doesn't understand so he is looking with a very quizzical look on his face you know oh what is it like you give him a, a brown paper wrapper you give a child a brown you know brown paper wrapper and just give it to him he is going to look at you as if ah oh, what is this like that and then you remove a chocolate from it and you should look at his face then is it not ill your mind oh like that you know think about it you yourself feel like that you know when you get your birthday present or some such sort of a thing all right when you see that till that time that person is giving you something you are not okay with it is okay fine take but the moment it hits you you are ill your mind you feel nice you feel very pleased so is the same thing when jesus christ face glows everybody is illumined everybody understands you understand so here also the divine lord when he is coming from the womb of aditi the whole place is illumined you understand it is a divine lord which is coming so there is a lot of meaning to these words so we will do them as they come hmm? so an uncommonly beautiful garland of flowers decorated his bosom and the flowers were extremely fragrant a large group of bees making the natural humming sound invaded them for honey when the lord appeared wearing the kastuva gem on his neck his effulgence vanquished the darkness in the home of prajapati kashyapa is the same appearance which was there when krishna was born in the jail all right so every appearance of the divine lord is going to be like this only and after that the illusion vanishes it's called the illusion the divine illusion it vanishes then he becomes a normal person 
At that time there is happiness in all directions. The reservoirs of water like the river and the oceans and the core in everybody's heart. The various seasons displayed their respective qualities and all living entities in the upper planetary system, in outer space and in the surface of the earth were jubilant. The demigods, the cows, the brahmanas, the hills and the mountains were all filled with joy. On the day of Shravan Dvadashi, that is the twelfth day of the bright fortnight in the month of Bhadra, Bhadrapad, when the moon came into the lunar mansions, Shravana, at the auspicious moment of Abhijit, the Lord appeared in this universe considering the Lord's appearance very auspicious. All the stars and the planets from the sun to the Saturn were munificently charitable. Again, a little bit of astronomy over here. How do you find out the date? The date is found out by the looking at the stars. On that particular day when the child was born, this particular star was over there, and that was over there, and that was over there. That was the only way of knowing. The Julian calendar came recently. So let us not think about, oh, in the year 6000 AD or BC, this happened. They didn't know BC and AD and all that that time, okay? So they can only identify by the position of the stars. So that is the reason why it's always going to be the position of the stars. Now think about it. Jesus' appearance was during the position of a particular star in a particular place. And then there was another shooting star over there which was directly pointing towards him. And that's the way of knowing the dates. Of trying to understand when it was, when it happened. Otherwise we have absolutely no idea. So Vaman Dev's birth is during a particular period. It's said like that. Alright. O king, when the Lord appeared on Dwadashi, the twelfth day of the moon, the sun was in the meridian. As every learned scholar knows, the Dwadashi is called the Vijaya. Conch shells, kettle drums, drums, panavas and anakas vibrated in concert. The sound of those and the various other instruments were tumultuous. Being very pleased, the celestial dance, dancing girls, apsaras, danced in jubilation. The best of the Gandharvas sang songs and the great sages, demigods, manus, pitas, fire gods offered prayer to satisfy the Lord. The, Siddhya, the Siddhas, the Vidyadharas, Kimpurushas, Kinnaras, Charanas, Yaksha, Yakshas, Rakshasas, Suparnas, the best of the serpents and the followers of the demigods all showered flowers on Aditi's residence, covering the entire house while glorifying and praising the Lord with dancing. When Aditi saw the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who had appeared for her own womb, having accepted a transcendental body of his own spiritual potency, she was struck with wonder and was very happy. Upon seeing the child, Prajapati Kashyap exclaimed Jaya Jaya in great happiness and wonder. That is long live, you know. Basically, when something like this good happens in our world, we also feel very nice about it, isn't it? We also have to say victory to the Lord or victory. That's what it means. The Lord appeared in his original form with ornaments and weapons in his hand. Although the ever-existing form is not visible in the material world, he nonetheless appears in this form. Then in the presence of his father and mother, he assumed the form of Vamana, the Brahmana dwarf, a Brahmachari, just like a theatrical actor. So the Divine Lord takes up a role. It's a role. We were always talking about roles. You, know, you have to take up a particular role and be in that particular role for a very long time. So you have to act out a role. Sometimes as a husband, sometimes as a young boy, sometimes as an old man, a woman, a child. You, you see the whole thing, a daughter, a wife. In These are roles. You are taking up roles. Again, this body is a role. 
Don't go by this body. The body is nothing. It is just an enactment of a role. Hmm? So, it's going to be like that. When the great sage saw the Lord as Brahmachari dwarf, Vamana, they were certainly very pleased. Thus they placed before them Kashyapa Muni, the Prajapati, and performed all the ritualistic ceremonies such as the birthday ceremony. A birthday is a ritualistic ceremony. We are all supposed to celebrate our birthdays, isn't it? No, here it is not mentioned that you are supposed to cut a cake and all that. Yesterday Siddhu's birthday was there. <laughs> uh, or maybe is it today? Because USA the dates are still not changed. <laughs> Yesterday. So, this is the whole point. So, birthdays you need to celebrate. Okay. And the sacred third ceremony of Amanda. This is another ceremony which we celebrate, which is called the third ceremony. Third ceremony is coming of age. The sun god personally uttered the Gayatri mantra. That means at that time you come of age. Come of age means you become a little bit mature in your mind. That is, Brahaspati offered the great thread, sacred thread and Kashyapa Muni offered the straw belt. Mother Earth gave him the deer skin and the demigods, the moon of the moon, who is the king of the forest, gave him a Brahmadanda. That is a rod of Brahmachari. You are supposed to carry one rod. No? His mother Aditi gave him a cloth from underwear and the deity presiding over the heavenly kingdom offered him an umbrella. O king, Lord Brahmana offered a water pot. In the inexhaustible Supreme Personality of Godhead, the seven sages offered him Kushagrash and the mother Saraswati gave him a string of Rudraksha beads. When Vamandeva has thus been given the sacred thread, Kuvera, the king of Yakshas, gave him a pot for begging alms and the mother Bhagavati, the wife of Lord Shiva and the most chaste mother of the entire universe, gave him his first alms. Having thus been, I will do this line and after that I will come to the explanation. Having thus been welcomed by everyone, Lord Vamandev, the best of the Brahmacharis, exhibited his Brahmana's effulgence. Thus he surpassed in beauty in the entire assembly, which is filled with the great saintly Brahmanas. Now you will wonder, you know, what is this all about again? This thread ceremony. Okay, celebrating the birthday is one, one aspect of it. Yes, yes, you are born on that day, so you celebrate. What is this celebration of the sacred thread? Thread ceremony as we call it. What is the thread ceremony? The thread are three. Basically, they are supposed to be connecting the three worlds. So, let us say, what is the thread ceremony? The thread ceremony is performed by those people who believe that their child has now become of an age. What is becoming of an age means lot of knowledge comes in. Lot of understanding comes in. Then, the person is supposed to go out and beg. What does begging mean? Begging means basically... You are using your swadharma to create some sort of a material wealth for yourself. You go out in the material world and you work for a living, isn't it? Yeah, if, if, you, if I tell your 13 year old or your 12 year old son to go and beg outside, naturally the government is going to put you in jail. Okay, so don't try that at home. Always a disclaimer is there. You know, don't try this at home. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it clearly translates into... That the, cha- the person is ready for the material world. He has got a lot of responsibility on his shoulders. Knowledge it comes in the form of Saraswati. It's mentioned over there. The mantra is given. What is the mantra? Mantra means a breaking of... You, you give a mantra. Mean, mantra is a magical word, isn't it? Alright? It's like when you, when you pick up a phone and you say, Hello, that's a magical mantra for the phone, isn't it? 
think about it you don't say hello what the hell you say this word and then what happens the person on the other end is going to get very irritated so instead of saying what the hell you can say hell o right and that's a good word you are you are you are resending that person to hell telling him get go to hell <laughs> hello so anyway think about it so it is not nothing but um, it's a word which comprises of certain vibrations which breaks you out from one world to the other world so it makes you go from one world to the other world so gayatri mantra that is given during this particular portion of your life second you are given a danda danda means taking charge danda you understand danda means taking charge you will find that everybody who is going into the in the in the spiritual realm that is basically spiritual people they carry a danda with them all right whether it is sai baba whether it is jesus christ you see these people great people they always carry one danda with them the danda is nothing but basically a control over the or portion a portion of a particular universe that is given and then why langoti <laughs> the undergarment as as mentioned by the mother it is basically you are a material worldly person as well as a spiritual worldly person it is protection against all these kind of activities which are material worldly all right so it is basically not allowing you to get into this kind of a stuff directly i think about it if you see a naked person you know what's going to happen to you right so so you don't have a naked person so it doesn't disturb the mind disturbance of the mind as we call it all right so think about it the disturbance of the mind happens when you see naked people your mind gets disturbed that is why you will find all these songs there you will find all half naked people in the films they have all these hit and hot songs going on you put on any channel and the thing goes on over there you understand it is an enticement you get caught in that thing so mind is disturbed over there so that is given by the mother right so you will find that these are these are basically the things which are connected to this activity which we call as ajanevo or what we say as the thread ceremony so then an umbrella umbrella is nothing but a protective protection on top of everybody you will find that an umbrella normally signifies that the elements are at bay the elements don't dis- disturb you the elements don't disturb you the umbrella is seen on top of most of the great people you will find that again we come to the same place where you will find the umbrella is protecting them it's an invisible thing it's not a physical object don't go by the physical object of it you will find that if you go to shirdi you know you will find that there is an umbrella on top all right like if you see the divine lord in any form there is always a chhatra chhatra means a protection a layer of protection on top so it's like that Hmm? so we will come to the having thus being welcomed by everyone lord vamandev okay okay lord brahma offered a water pot of inexhaustible supreme personality of godhead the seven sages offered him kusa grass and mother saraswati 
Now this water pot, what is the meaning of the word water pot? Water pot is kamandalu as we know it, no? kamandalu. It means that whatever is the required, whatever is thirst and hunger can be fulfilled by that. Again, you will find that the same meaning of the water pot is there in every every religion by that way. You, you will think about it. Alright? Now if you see, uh, the cup of Jesus Christ, which is shown in, uh, yes, the raiders of the lost ark as we call it. <laughs> it is there. The cup. That's very, very important thing. Nobody understands. Everybody has their own cup. Cup means... The, the thing which doesn't allow the person to go hungry or thirsty. These are the two things. Alright? So you will find that in Buddha's case, there was the, the bhiksha patra. You know, basically a patra. Patra means a, a cup like a thing. This kind of a thing. He used to carry with him. And this is not allowing him to ever go thirsty or hungry. Got it? Alright? So like that, these things have been given. When Vamande was thus given the sacred thread, Kuvera, the king of Yakshas, gave him a pot for begging alms and Mother Bhagwati, that is Shiva's wife, gave him his first alms. Shiva's wife. Shiva's wife is Uma or Parvati. Parvati gives him the first alms. Alms means, see, when we get our salary also, the first salary is very, very important to us. You know, uh, in, in our lives, when we get our first salary, what we do? We give it to the dearest person, whoever, offer it to the dearest person. So, there are some people who will say, I have to give it to my mother and they offer it to the mother. Some of them go to the temple or to the church and then they offer it to the divine lord. It depends, again. Now, it's the same thing, you know, it's, it's you are going to do something because of which you are going to get paid for it. Payment normally comes through Lakshmi. But here, the first arms have been given by Shivji's wife. Alright? She is the mother of all these things. You have to know this. She is also Vishnu's avatar. The avatar of Krishna only. So first offering comes from there. Having thus been welcomed by everyone, Lord Vamandev, the best of the brahmacharis, exhibited his Brahma, Brahman's Effulgence, thus he surpassed in beauty the entire assembly which was filled with great saintly Brahmanas. After Lord Sri Vamandev had set a sacrificial fire, he offered worship and performed a fire sacrifice in the sacrificial field. When the Lord heard that Bali Maharaj was performing Ashwamik sacrifices under the patronage of Brahmanas belonging to the Bhrigu dynasty, the Supreme Lord, who is full in every respect, proceeded there to show his mercy to Bali Maharaj. By his weight, he pushed down the earth with every step. While engaging in performing the sacrifice in the field known as Brugakacha, on the northern banks of the Narmada river, the Brahmanical priest, the descendant of Bragu, saw Vamandev to be like the sun rising nearby. Now, after he has been given that particular, uh, you know, he proceeds, he proceeds on the journey where the Lord, the Lord is there, what he is doing? He is proceeding towards the north where Bali Maharaj. He is performing a great yagya along with all the... Remember, he is being favoured by the Brahmanas also. The Brahmanas have told him to perform a particular yagya. So, 
Vamandev is now going to meet him. So he goes over there. While the priest of the Brigo dynasty and the disciples talked and argued in various ways. Oh, sorry. O king, because of Vamandev's bright effulgence, the priest along with Bali Maharaj and all the members of the assembly were robbed of their splendor. Thus they began to ask one another whether the sun god himself, that is Sanat Kumar or the fire god had personally come to see the sacrificial ceremony. So when the Lord is coming walking inside this place where the yajna is performed, he comes with his own divine light, like I said, you know, the divine light. So everybody is, he, they watch him the way he is walking. While the priests of the Brigo dynasty and the disciples talked and argued in various ways, the supreme personality of God, Vamandev, holding in his hand the Lord, the umbrella and the water pot full of water, entered the arena of the Ashwamed sacrifice. Appearing as a Brahmana boy, wearing a belt of straw, a sacred thread, an upper garment of deer skin and matted locks of hair, Lord Vamandev entered the arena of sacrifice. His brilliant effulgence diminished the brilliance of all the priests and the disciples, who thus stood from their seat and welcomed the Lord properly by offering in obeisance. Bali Maharaj, jubilant at seating, seeing Lord Vamandev, whose beautiful limbs contributed equally to the beauty of his entire body, offered him a seat with great satisfaction. Thus offering a proper reception to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is always beautiful in the liberated soul, Bali Maharaj worshipped him by washing his lotus feet. Lord Shiva, the best of the demigods who carries on his forehead the emblem of the moon, receives on his head with great devotion the Ganga water emanating from the toe of Vishnu. Being aware of the religious principles, Bali Maharaj knew this. Consequently, following the footsteps of Lord Shiva, he also placed on his head the water that had washed the Lord, Lord's lotus feet. So, now everybody is assembled over there. Now, Shivji also, who is a part of this whole thing, is also over there. Bali Maharaj then said to Lord Vamandev, O Brahmana, I offer you my hearty welcome and my respectful obeisance. Please let me know what we may do for you. We think of you as the personified austerity of the great Brahmana sages. O oh my Lord, because you have kindly arrived at our home, all our forefathers are satisfied. Our family and the entire dynasty have been sanctified and the sacrifice we are performing is now complete because of your presence. I shall complete this. Huh? Just, just two lines more. Vasana Brahmana, today the fire of sacrifice is ablaze according to the injunctions of the Shastras and I have been freed from all the sinful reactions of the life by the water that has washed your lotus feet. O oh my Lord, by the touch of your lot, small lotus feet, the entire surface of the world has been sanctified. So Bali Maharaj is welcoming the Divine Lord and he sees and he says, I am very thankful that you have come over there. But he doesn't know who, he, who the person is. He thinks that he is a Brahmana. He is a very short person. Over there is a Brahmana. Osana Brahmana. It appears, so that is the reason why he says Osana Brahmana. It appears that you have come here to ask me for something. Therefore, whatever you may want, you, you can take from me. O best of those who are worshipable, you may take from me a cow, a gold, furnished house, palatable food and drinks, a daughter of a Brahmana for your wife, prosperous villages, horses, elephants, chariots and whatever you desire. So, Vamandev has come over there where the sacrifices are going on and at that point in time Bali Maharaj sees him and says so he calls him the son of Brahmana and he says welcomes him over there he doesn't know who that person is because he looks very short though he has got an effulgent face and all that so he says you can ask me for anything I will be willing to give you so we have come to the end of this chapter we shall stop over here and continue the next Sunday because most I am not going to be here on the coming Saturday 
So I shall see you all next Sunday.